Good evening, my friends. It is Giraffe for Upsides in the Cup PGA Edition. We are going to be chatting the Waste Management Open in Phoenix, Arizona. I am Johnny Danger. With me, of course, Mr. Adam White. How are you, sir? What's happening, buddy? Oh, just chilling. Um, you know, as the name of the show suggests. What's in your cup, my friend? That's what the people really want to know. The first few people that sign in, all they really want to know is what's in the cup. Yeah, may log off. What's in the cup? Uh, well, I've got a little Bell's Hop solution tonight. Mm, always good. Or no toy loose bow, as it's showing on your side. Indeed, indeed. I've got me a little um, Ascension um, peanut butter marshmallow gorilla juice. I don't know about the name gorilla juice. <laughs> yeah, imperial stout brewed with peanut butter, marshmallows, and whole vanilla beans at approximately sixteen point four percent alcohol. You are just going heavy lately. Well, you drink what you have, my friend. It's winter time. Everything good? Oh, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little flat, it appears. I thought I was going a little heavy with like the eight. But... You're right. Uh, 16. 16 or get out, man. All right. More bang for your ounce, I guess. Ooh. Mama, that's good. Not going to lie. That's delicious. So I see we have some uh, interesting shirt wear on this evening. We do. Well, you do. I saw on your Facebook page last week, you like horribly kindergarten paint drew a, a Niners. Okay. First of all, that's brilliant MS paint work. It, it's hilarious. It's, it's really good. And if you look right now, uh, my man Deshaun Watson is now gracing my profile. Um, for a hot minute, man, like I'm not a Jimmy G hater. Um, I don't think that he's great. He's a mediocre quarterback. Um, his contract's up in two years. I got no problem trying to take a, a ride at a legit starter for the 49ers. I was pretty excited about Stafford because I think Stafford's really only got probably two more years, maybe three, because he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. But maybe behind a good offensive line, he could last a few more years than that. But I think Stafford's legit elite quarterback. I think he's been in a terrible situation. Um, but I think he's probably a top eight or nine quarterback. And um, I was a little sad that he didn't come over to the 49ers. Um, now they're talking about Kirk Cousins. To me, it's kind of a lateral move. I mean, I think Kurt's better than Jimmy Grapes, but mm. he's still only under contract for two more years. And his contract goes from 21 million next year to 35 million the year after that. So it's a big hit um, to take Kirk Cousins. And, and I don't know that Kirk Cousins is so much better than Jimmy Garoppolo that you want to give up that draft equity and take on 15 million more in salary. No, no, I don't think cousins is that guy like Stafford. I'd say he's borderline elite. I don't think he's elite at this point, but if you're comparing him, if you're taking stock of quarterbacks, like you do teams, he's definitely a playoff worthy, like wild card at worst quarterback relative to those starters in the league. There's no doubt about that. So, I don't know. I, with his, with the defense that they have, with the weapons they have, they could use like a deep threat receiver. But I expect Stafford to do well. I hope he does well. They have statistically the best defense in the league coming back. So I expect him to be successful. But I also like the deal for the Lions. So I kind of get it from both sides. I think they were – Sean McVay thought things had run run their course with, with Jared Goff. And, uh, you know, good for Stafford, good for the Lions organization with two first-round picks. And hopefully – Beginning of a rebuild here. I'm, yeah, I'm, 
I'm drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. I got to be honest. We will talk golf here in a few if you tuned in for golf. Just want to say that. But anyways, uh, you know, our good buddy Mark, who joins us on occasion, uh, what he's worried about is he likes the draft picks. Great, right? I mean, get something for Stafford before he's an unrestricted free agent. But what he's afraid of is golf does just enough for them to skip taking the quarterback of their future and try to build elsewhere. Well, I I kind of hope that they don't have time to watch him prove it. I think there's a chance they'll take somebody at seven this year. So we'll see. As a Lions fan, I'm encouraged. It's a step in the right direction. Like Stafford's as good as we've had at quarterback since, I don't know. Ever? Bobby, ever? Yeah, since Bobby Lane in the 50s. But I don't know. I, I'm glad he got out of here before he was forced to retire like Calvin and Barry and the other like Pro Bowl pl- level players we've had that were here for most of their career. So, yeah. On the, uh, on the other hand, man, I'm telling you like some of those crazy rumors about like three first round, four first round picks that might get handed off for Deshaun Watson as a, as a Niners fan, I think we've got enough young talent on that team. I'd do it. I'd give up four years of first rounds for Watson right now. Yeah, you might have to. I mean, you got Ayuk and you've got Debo, you've got Kittle. Uh, they've proven that pretty much anybody with a with a set of legs can run in that backfield in the 49ers. So, I mean, I think you could spend some money and some equity on that quarterback. So it wouldn't shock me to see them take a run at a Watson, although it's going to take a huge package. Yeah, you know Shanahan wants his, wants his guy. I, don't, I think Jimmy's at least proven that he's not the guy to build that offense around, but it'll be interesting. He's not. And he is a Kirk Cousins. You know, there's a connection there. So that's why that's kind of heating up. But like I said, I think with the with the 10 to 12 million dollars more a year, they'd owe Kirk after the second year than they would Jimmy. I, I think it's kind of a lateral move and it just doesn't make sense for me to give up draft picks for that. But but I, you know what? He would be an upgrade for the next two years. So I guess real football wise, it wouldn't piss me off. Yep. Shall we proceed to the golf? Yes, let's get on to the golf. We got the uh, Waste Management Championship, man. Uh, Usually an absolute drunken bar fight of a uh, weekend on the PGA Tour, but they're only letting 5,000 people in. The question is, will those 5,000 people drink for 250,000 people? Is this like a a drinking uh, war, like the, uh, what was it, the old Spartans? 300. (laughs) Do the work of an entire army of drinkers with just... 5,000 people. I hope not for the sake of the players. Like that would just be, there'd be guys rolling in the fairway, just doing, you know, sand angels in the bunkers. It would not be a pretty sight, but uh, I'm glad there are going to be some fans there, I guess. Although if they're serving alcohol as well, I'm sure social distancing will be at a minimum. All right, so talk to us about this uh, Waste Management Open. We're in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a little bit of a different situation than Hawaii and California. They're not on the coast. uh, They're not on the island. So tell us about this course. Yeah, so it's the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Phoenix Open, yep. It's been very cleverly renamed the Wasted Management Phoenix Open, which is which is fitting, typically. I'm sure the, I'm sure the guys that are there will be wasted, but uh, it's a de- desert-style course, so you're going to be seeing the ball carry a little further than it does at most places, and you'll be getting plenty of rollout. Um, I was looking very closely at the stat categories that have been successful the last few years, and really it's strokes, strokes gain, tee to green, Strokes gained approach and, you know, always in a week that somebody wins or does well with DraftKings, it's always birdies are better or, or, or opportunities gained. So, All right. Well, hey, while Not- we're talking about that, um, we, we talk a lot about um, 
our models when you, me, and Mark are on here, and we talk about the people who are spitting out our models. Should we should we run people through what we mean? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So just to finish on the course, it's um, it's not going to have the famous 16th hole with lots of drunken fans, but <laughs> there are some scorable par fives. There's a drivable par four on 17, which makes for an interesting finish. Uh, Webb Simpson won it last year. It's not going to be as exciting with, without the fans. I love that lead up, you know, finishing the Phoenix the Phoenix Open right into the Super Bowl is usually a great way to transition. But uh, yeah, let's take it to the models. So we look at that categories we like. We punch them into Fantasy National, which is a great site. We are not paid to say this. And uh, get a they are welcome to offer us to be paid to say this in the future. They are. Moose. There. Moose told it. I believe uh, Pat Mayo owns it now. Oh, that's right. It is Mayo. Yeah. That's buying up everything. That's true. All right. So fantasynationalgolfclub.com. Fantasynational.com is actually what it is. Um, it, it's where we get a lot of our stats. It's where we build our models. So you can see on our shared screen here, it's got all the players. And this is the shot gain screen. So you'll see here you got shot green uh, total strokes, tee to green, ball striking, short game, off the tee, approach, around the green, putting, and DraftKings points gained. Um, so these are the the default stats that you can stat you know stack the guys up with. You can look through here. You can click on a couple of your favorites. See Womb show favorite. You know Gary Woodland ready to get on a hot streak. You can click on a couple of favorite guys. Uh, you know Ricky always good in the desert. Uh, you know you can click on a few guys here. But building a model. So you said you have a few favorite categories this week. So we look over here at this big yellow bar that says add a column to your mixed condition model. So we're on the shots gain screen. So we click that and it'll bring up the stats of the screen we're on. So which one do you like here, Adam? What are we going to put in here first? I love strokes gain T to green. All right. So we're going to add T to green and call it T. Yep. Strokes green. approach. All right. And then we're going to add another one. Hold on, you guys slow down. I can't be fast for Fantasy National. I know, especially because my typing skills are you know, amazing. Uh, that's what's holding us back. All right. I got those two. What else we got? So strokes gained, to green, stroke gained approach. I had birdies gained. Hold on, I got to switch categories for that now. It'll be birdies are better gained and then opportunities so, gained. And that was it. All right, so now we're on the birdies page. So we are going to select... Did birdies are better gained, or is it birdies gained? Bob, birdies are better gained. Birdies are better, so we're title that bob. Ops gained. Boom, and then uh, where do we find opportunities? Where is that? Opportunities gained is in. It's not in the strokes gained category. It is in. I think it's in birdies and bogeys. Yeah, it is. Ops gained. Ops gain. Yep, that first category right there. So we're going to go ahead and add that. Ops game. We're going to call that ops. Boom. Add. So then I'm going to have to switch screens here. So mix condition. We click on that, and it'll take us over there. I'm going to have to come over here. I'm going to have to remove this. Quick side note. The interesting thing was that strokes gained arg was like way down the list it webb simpson won the event going away and lost strokes to the field around the greens all right and now that we've uh, clicked that button and run our five favorite categories it shows them here actually apparently only four i added but that's fine so we've got t to green approach birdies are better and opportunities gain and this allows us to weight those so right now they're all evenly weighted which means they take into consideration each one of these evenly which ones shall i bump up mr adam 
stroke scan tee to green was very, very heavy. So I would go at least, I would go 40% on that. I would go okay. 40, 30, 15, 15 going down. 40, 30, 15, 15? Yep. Okay, we'll get there as close as we can. About 39, 31, 15, 15. Perfect. All right, we're going to load that up. It's going to spit out those players we saw earlier in the order of how we like them. So now you can see those stats. We're ranking just those stats, taking everything else out of uh, you know, consideration. And here we go. So it spits out uh, this ranking, sort them by the ranking from your model, and it makes JT number one across the board. What do you think of that? Not shocking. I would not be surprised if JT won by, like, five this week. Um, you know, it's one of those weeks that I just, with the guys that are in the field, I expect an elite player to win, which kind of sucks for your betting card and, and your long shots, but it is definitely a studs and duds type of week. Um, I think it's either JT or it's Rom, one of those guys, I think, rather convincingly. I dig it. So this is an interesting thing just to, to look through and look at, and you can kind of see where they all stack up on the, on the most important things. Uh, JT was a guy I was looking at heavily before we ever ran this. Um, shocking surprise here at 6,700 HV3 mm. at number three. So we'll put a little star by him so we can dig into that a little later when we get down there. Just play him 100% of your lineup so you don't have to star him. Right. <laughs> uh, Matt Wolf, I don't know, man. You think he uh, he uh, faked the hand injury after such a terrible start? Debatable, debatable, but uh. I'm not confident in playing him. That's for darn sure. Yeah, I don't think so. Siwoo, uh, nice and hot. You, you said John Rob. Sander looked pretty good. Woo! Siwoo. Um, yeah, a couple of guys. Webb Simpson, former winner here. Uh, da, da, da. McElroy won here, didn't he? I have some news that goes almost directly against what I said a few weeks ago. <laughs> nice. Hideki, uh, two-time winner, back-to-back -back winner here. Mm -hmm. uh, Brooks, a former winner. I don't know if I'm ready for Brooks yet. No, no, you shouldn't be. He's got a pretty long streak of missed cuts going. You know who I like in that uh, pairing? Um, I think it's JT. Who's he's paired with JT? JT and Rom? Or is it Rory and Rom? I think it's J JT and Rom. And the third person in that pairing, I do believe, is Harris English. So... Any stock at all in taking a guy like a Harris English who's going to be in one of those top pairings who might get a leg up on his competition because he's trying to keep up with the two top dogs? I think there's an element of, you know, wanting to prove yourself, especially as a guy who just won recently and mm -hmm. feels like he's still got something to prove and is kind of trying, especially this year, trying to make the Ryder Cup. Those are two guys that are going to be in the Ryder Cup on opposing sides, so... All right. Well, I don't. I don't want to take too much time looking at this model. Um, you know, this is proprietary information. You have to pay for and be a member for. So I don't want to be sitting here giving away fantasy nationals goods. I just kind of wanted to show people what we meant when we built a model. There are many different types of models you you could build, but uh, that is correct. And I don't want to get sued by Pat Mayo. So you know, that's just uh, no. We, we just move along. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually liking Ryan Palmer this week. No. Do you Don't even ever tell me that? He's motivated. He's playing fantastic. He's he's played well here before. I think. Let me go back and look at that. But long story short, man, he's he's really um, grinding for that. Oh, I take that back. 
I'm still on him. I'm still on him, but he has not played well here before. But I still like that he's uh, he's very motivated to to make the Ryder Cup this year. It isn't. It's a pretty good field. It's very top 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 heavy though. So I think he's uh, he's a play worth looking at. Potentially could be low ownership because of his price and his course history here. So there's some guys up top like the elites. Obviously, they are who they are. Webb Simpson won last year. He's got great course history here. Hard to argue with him. Um, Decky's won here twice, top 15, 16 in the last couple of years. So there's some guys you can make arguments for, but I think it's important you pick a few players up top and then um, the guys you like down below, you got to kind of be, you can, sp- you can spread them out a little bit more, but be confident with who you like up top and take like three guys on this top range. All right, I dig it. So let's look at this top range. I am sharing the uh, DraftKings uh, lineup builder here. So John Rahm at the top at 11-2 um, doesn't really scare me off. I'm a little shocked Xander's more expensive than JT this week, but I guess Xander had a pretty good week last week. I'm with you. Yeah, him being above JT, like I wouldn't have been surprised if if Xander was four, fifth. Like the other the other four guys in the 10K range, you can make an argument should be ahead of Xander. Um, he's got good course history here. He did have a good finish last week at Torrey after not playing well there historically. So. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things that doesn't look right, and therefore he's going to be very low owned. But I can't, I can't jump on. I can't just fight playing home over JT, Rory, and Webb. Yeah, I kind of like basically everything here, and not like we're saying we don't like Xander. Xander's definitely in contention here. It's just looking at this top five players here. He's the last guy I'm going to click click on out of these top probably. I don't know, maybe even everyone who's showing on my screen here, the top 10, I don't think Xander is going to crack that for me. I would probably click him over Berger, probably click him over Harris, but yeah, I, I hear you. Um, how about I don't know, man, but I mean, that's he's two grand more expensive than Harris. I like the way Harris sets up for this course. Do you? Mm-hmm. He's had some decent finishes here, third back in 2016. He's... His ball striking numbers are great. He's got to look good in the model. Yeah, he does look good in the model. And I'm telling you, I just kind of like that narrative that he's going to be paired up with Raman Thomas and, and as the third. Kind of like yeah, that. I could, I could get on that for sure. He's he's coming off a win a, a couple starts ago. So the dust has kind of settled on that. He's had a, a chance to kind of digest it all. And yeah, you're talking me into Harris here. This is usually dangerous territory. <laughs> usually when I talk you into somebody, it's not good for you, oh. sir. And when I talk you out of somebody, it's never good. So we're just a terrible pair. Where is Mark? Mark. Yeah, we need Mark. Where'd you go, Mark? He's All a right, good well. to help us out here. How about Will Z at 9K, huh? All right. Well, let's move along here. Like I said, Thomas is probably my lock in my first lineup. I like Harris English a lot as a pivot off those top guys. Looking down here, uh, Will Z, man, yeah, he really played a hell of a match last week. Um, I somehow, I played like, I don't know, 21 different individual bets, and I didn't hit any of them. So I don't know if you should listen to me this week at all. Look, that's the way golf betting goes, Danger. The way it goes. I know. Three or four straight weeks of complete whiffs, and then you hit one guy at like 80 to 1, and you're and you're back in the black. Like, it's it's just the way golf betting goes. You can't, you can't look at it like football betting or – basketball hockey whatever it's you you gotta you gotta take it week by week and and refresh i think we're gonna see a lot of ownership on zalatoris that's what i think at that at 9k 
he's fun. He's like he's like the new DFS darling. He had a great hot streak last fall. He's playing well now. Just so you know, we use Fantasy National for ownership projections as well, typically speaking. And I'm going to look over there right now. How about Louis? How about Louis at 8900? Just below Zalatoris. Will is the seventh highest projected player at 16 percent. 15.8. Not terribly shocking. Who did you ask me about? <laughs> you know. I said, how about Louis sitting right there below Will Z? Still scrolling. Still scrolling. For Louis? Still scrolling. 4.4%. Good. Let's go. Good pivot. At 89. I kind of like it. Yeah. I like it. So Scotty Sheffer's a guy that's intriguing because he's – He's a birdie maker, man. When he when he's on, Scotty is not afraid to go out and make like ten birdies in a round at a course like this. He missed the cut last year and has one appearance here. He's at ninety one hundred, just above Will, who's also going to be the darling. Like I think I might just load up on Louie and Shuffler as those pivot plays. Hey, uh, Adam. Oh. Can you see this? You see what it says back there? Yeah. I know you're looking on your phone. Yeah, it's tough. It's small. It says Scotty wins. Scotty wins. Scotty Shuffler. Scotty wins. Does that change that, your mind? Did your kid write that? No, I wrote that. Does that okay. change your mind? Looks like Sculpty Weus. Yeah. Sculpty wins. Scotty's missing the cut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do. I no, I like Scotty. I like Scotty. Give me. It's not. Time. It's not good when I predict the winner. You know that, right? Um, hopefully he finishes second. Fair. Fair. You have the betting odds up by chance? Um, I can get them up momentarily. So I am quite excited about this betting card because there are some guys down below, not just for outright wins, but top 20s, top 30s. All right. Well, let's keep talking about this, uh, this range here. So you said you kind of like Palmer. We're both on the Schefter bandwagon. Yeah. I don't know about Zalataris at 16%. I don't know if I can do that. But Louis at four, I mean, this is just a guy, like we talk about every time we talk about him, does he truly have win equity? Not really, but top five equity, top 10, definitely making the cut. So I have no problem loading Louis into a lineup, uh, especially a cash lineup. Louis has win equity, damn it. He does. I mean, you keep saying that, but... world um, class player, that Louis. I've been friends for three years, been doing golf shows for two years, and I don't know that he's ever won in time. Finished second in, like, multiple majors. Yeah. That yeah. counts as better than a win. Sure. Know, uh, we're both off Matt Wolf. I'm not sure if that hand injury was just uh, some bullshit because he uh, was, like, plus six after uh, the first day. Uh, Ricky Fowler, this is his tournament kind of thing, right? I mean, is he going to be over-owned? Probably, I mean, yeah, compared to what he should be, for sure. Um, not no. bad, 12%. Man, he's just not hes not back yet. Working through some swing changes. He'll get there probably like mid-summer, but not right now. Bubba. Bubba. Bubba again. You were so confident in Bubba last week that I placed a win, a 5, a 10, and a 20 on him. Probably and uh, I, I got blanked on all that. Yeah, and you probably spent like $12 on it. I'm not that. I don't feel that bad. <laughs> I don't even know if it was twelve dollars. I've been spurned, and I'm going back to my my lover. Who? Well, I don't know why I just called him my lover, but he's 
he's not going to burn burn us again. Danger. Um, Bubba has one equity for sure. I'm going to play. I'm going to place a wager on him. I got to go back and look at his odds. I didn't have him in my betting card today, but I'm 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 going to do it. Let's do it. How about um, Mr. Woodland? We kind of have been talking about him all yeah. year, and he finished 16th and 48th. He's making cuts. He is. It's just. I don't, I just don't, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to go there at this price just yet. He was in the seven Ks last week, so I was good with it. And he just didn't impress me that much. So I'm kind of re rethinking that. Um, If Mark was on the show, he'd want us to talk about Russell Henley. Yeah. Siwoo Kim. I don't know about Henley, but I'm all aboard that Siwoo train, man. Yeah. Riding the train. He's just—he's just, he's just hot, man. He's just—he's just perpetually underowned, and he's playing hot right now. He—he he missed the cut last week. I know, but like, so I, I agree. He is. He's. But how often does that happen when somebody wins and, and has a great weekend and then comes out the next very next week and just is flat? Yeah. It happens all the time. You you plan your schedule a long time in advance, and then you go out and win. Obviously, it's like the, it's like the letdown spot after a huge win against your rival in football or something. The next week, you just come right? out. Yeah, I could I could jump on it. It's a good course for him too. I don't hate it at all. He's like the other guy, the only guy I'd consider in this low eight K range outside of Bubba right there at eighty five. It's trying good to find him here. Trying there's, to find him. There's some craziness in the sevens. Hold on, we're not there yet. I'm trying to find the uh, percentage on Siwoo Kim. Did he like withdraw or something? Not to my not to my knowledge, no. Because he's not on my list. Like he's literally not on the list. That's weird. Um, there's there's some names up here in the top half of the seven K range. No, I mean he's literally not on the list. Like I'm flipping through the whole oh, list. He's not there. I, I just missed him. He's right there. He's right in the middle of the pack. Seven percent, seven point seven. And I think it's because he missed the cut last week. But I'm telling you, man, like I don't I don't worry about that when people miss the cut after they have a big win. They, they go out and party. I mean, dude won like what a million and a half dollars for that win. I mean, damn near. Yeah, I don't blame come, him. <laughs> come on, man. Go party. Who cares? Look, we haven't even touched on the fact that Patrick Reed cheated, but maybe we can get a quick 30 seconds on that at the end. Yeah, go ahead, man. Because you know, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't watch Patrick Reed at all because I had 21 bets on 21 people, and uh, Patrick Reed wasn't one of them. You were the pilot of 21 bets and they all crash and burn is that what this is a true story sir so That's tell me about patrick reed because then i also heard like rory came out and said he did the same thing i mean what's going on with this i mean there was some rain patrick reed's ball was he hit out of a fairy bunker and it clearly bounced like pretty high in the air and usually if the ball bounces and doesn't just plug on the initial you know land it's probably not going to actually be embedded um so he he basically broke some rules with with what he did. He said it was embedded and it wasn't. Yeah, there's some there's some gray areas there. He didn't when he picked the ball up, he didn't hold it with two fingers and not like not risk wiping the mud off. He held it in his palm. Um, he didn't call a rules official over until he already had you know taken it out of its what he thought was an embedded pitch market. Mm-hmm. He just there's too much smoke and he he tried to use the the gray area in the rules to his advantage, in my opinion. And he just hasn't earned that benefit of the doubt. But yeah, basically the same thing happened with Rory. And Rory has never had anything 
even similar to this occur. And he's been in the, uh, on the tour for about as long as Reed. So I just think the tour got put in a tough spot because Reed was playing with two younger players who didn't see what was going on and they didn't want to cause any, any fuss with the guy who's the leader of the tournament. And they're kind of scared and trying to, you know, keep their tour cards and finish strong. So I, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. And then the way he, the way he presented the whole thing afterwards in his interview was just, does it make you feel any better that he won by like four strokes and it probably wouldn't have changed the outcome? No, and it's not about the outcome. It's about the fact that he he knows he can get away with it in certain scenarios like this. And he actually he he really thrives on these kind of situations where he's where he's playing the bad guy. So he almost like makes himself the bad guy and then feeds off of the hate and it's but it's self-created. So it's really weird. It's really weird, but interesting. Bad. Screw Patrick Reed. Um, but good for him. It was a, it was a great victory. Beat some mm-hmm. good stretch. So, hey, do you follow hockey? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Sorry, I just while you were talking about that, I was checking on the uh, six legged parlay I did on hockey tonight, and I am currently uh, in the right position in four out of six, with the other two being tied positions. Okay. I don't know why that out loud. It's not- happen now but well this is what i want to say is that um i i'm new to this sports betting because it just became legal in michigan right Uh so um i'm on FanDuel here and they offered a 25 dollar parlay insurance meaning if you miss your parlay by one they give you your 25 dollars back so i was like okay i'll try it out so i didn't know this option existed and i am naive to sports betting because like i said it's only been available for like what four days in michigan um so uh I have the six leg parlay. I'm ahead on four of the six. One is already finished. Um, and then, so I have one that hasn't started yet. So it's zero, zero. And one that is tied two to two where I need the the home team to get the win. And it's uh, it was a $25 bet. The win would be $456. Um, they're offering me a cash out right now of $105. Take it. Should I take it? Yep. I mean, that's 4X my money, right? Take it. Take it's it just, on the Chiefs to cover minus three. I mean, at 4X, you just take it. You t- take it. Just take it. Right, I take it. I'm doing Those it. That are tied are probably not going to both win. And the team teams that are up a goal are probably not going to like close it out. You'll One of them will tie. Because they're right. hockey, and that's just stupid. I cashed it out. Now to see, I'm going to take a screenshot real quick. And now we'll see what happens uh, before oh. I go to bed. Now they're all going to hit. They're all yeah. going to yeah, but if I wouldn't have cashed it out, they wouldn't hit, right? That's how it works. I don't know about that. I think it's just because I told you to cash out that they're <laughs> I think anytime you're doing a sports bet for the most part and um you can 4x your money, you just you just accept it, right? Cuz if we're playing DFS on DraftKings and uh, we take our 10 bucks and turn it into 40, we're happy. Yeah. Like last week I had I had Hovland, Ortiz, I had Adam Scott. I was looking at hedging and going with Patrick Reed. I went, uh, let's see. If he gets off to a mediocre start, I still think Reed's the front runner to win. And they got about four holes in, and I went, well, there goes my opportunity. And um, Yeah. It's hard, though, when you have to hedge with that guy on day four, though, because he was only is. like you know two and a half to one or, or one, 1. 1.75 to one. So in order to hedge, you have to put like 100 bucks down on it. So then if he doesn't win and one of your other guys wins, you end up only winning like 20 bucks on $200. Yeah, so it, it's a tough situation to hedge with the guy in the clear lead. Yeah, that 
worst if somebody storms back and ends up winning it you don't have on your car then you're like oh i just wasted a hundred bucks like, yeah yeah and when it started off too man i mean we had we had guys like adam scott in position and a few other guys in position and at the start of the day like it, it it was tough i did the same thing man i i you saw the text to me i'm like dude who's gonna win this i gotta know and i'm glad you didn't say anything because you probably wouldn't have said reed and then i would have put more money on somebody who didn't win when, when did you ask that question uh before tee off on day four i probably would have said hovland yeah mm -hmm. i already had some on hovland though so it was all good Good. Anyways, let's keep moving on. We've we've sidetracked enough. Let's look down here. How about your boy Max Homa? You you keep liking him. Are you gonna keep riding the train? Yeah, for seven hundred bucks for sure. And I will tell you, the guy right below him, Corey Connors, is the number three um, projected owned person this weekend. Really? So I think I got to fade Coco at the top end, right? I would, yeah, just because his putting is consistently bad to really bad um it's not that putting is overly important at this course but he's one of those guys that can hit a close a bunch not make any pots get frustrated and then just you know fade off into mediocre bill um but i, I like uh huh I, I was gonna say i was just gonna keep rolling um, but go ahead I was just going to say J-Day, man. Carlos Ortiz is right there, and then J-Day at 7,800. That's what I was going to say. Like, Jason Day can be a complete disaster, but he can also go on, like, a three- or four-week tear. Yeah, but his 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 approach game has been so bad. He's, like, he's not even – he's barely top 100 in the field in his last 50 rounds. 50 rounds. 50. Yeah, not like, so good. Strokes gained arg is not going to save you around here. you you got to make some birds. It's going to be around 20 under or more. Uh, what about Sammy Burns? You've been talking him up. Yeah, yeah, I like Sam Burns. His his strokes gain numbers are great. His his biggest weakness is the fact that he's not great around the greens. However, you don't need to be great around the greens here. I touched on that earlier. Um, a lot of the guys that finished high last year just when you're playing well here, you hit a lot of greens, so you don't have to rely on getting up and down. Um, so I like I like Sam Burns a ton. He's been putting pretty well. His strokes gained um, tee to greens very good. So. I, I can definitely get on board with that. Kuchar is like old and not playing great, but he's got really good course history here. Any interest in Kuch? What's his ownership looking like? I mean, you know I like to play the all Aho team, and he's usually the captain. Uh, no, don't do it. Don't do it here. Like what if you had told what if you had told us four years, five years ago that Jordan Spieth and Jason Day would be 78 and 7,500? in the waste management phoenix open right i mean we talked about this last week with, with spieth and a couple other guys um, mm -hmm. spieth and ricky i think it was yeah. last week it's just it's just weird man i mean honestly it, it's the game has changed so much man these guys at the top there's just instead of like one or two guys just being dominant you've got like 10 guys that are just dominant you're not wrong i mean there's i think there are more high-level players that could go out there and just blitz a field in any given week than, than there have been in a long time. I mean, back in the day, you played DFS, DraftKings, or FanDuel. You just, you know, you slapped Tiger in there or, or whoever was the no, one, number one in the world, and you just built around it, and you didn't care if it was 90% owned because that guy was probably going to win. And um, it's just not like that anymore. There's just too many good names out here. So I'm just kind of scrolling through here, man. Um, this is an interesting spot here. 
I, I always like to see when Henrik Norlander heats up because he's a guy who misses a lot of cuts, but then goes he's straight. Just, he's right. Right. So yeah, I like to right. be on Norlander early. And I what I like about it is because he misses so many cuts, he's super underowned. He's super cheap, but a guy that can finish top ten. Yeah, he's like, is he sweet? He's, yeah, he's the Swedish, he's like the Swedish Sea Woo almost. Without the you know, the chance to win. But he's definitely the streaky guy who when he's hot, his confidence gets up and he can he can do it any given week. So I think I'm done betting anybody named Cham. Uh, cam for a couple of weeks. I actually like I like Chris. <laughs> the all cam team didn't work out so well last week. <laughs> not 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 so good. <laughs> I like uh, I like Chris Kirk a lot, man. If I guarantee he's looking very good in the model that we created. Um, his game has been trending really nicely, and he'd be a good redemption story. It'd be odd if a guy who just you know um, is sober and in recovery and wins because of because of that winning at this tournament it's like that ironic story that i think would would be perfect for, for the wasted management phoenix open so all right so uh, i don't normally do this on the show but i think i'll just click chris kirk right there click there you go do it all right we a couple of uh you know house favorites we love brendan todd we love brandon Steele. the brendans brendans the yeah. brendans are they spelled the same, or is it En on one of them? Either it way, matter. Um, it wouldn't matter. You know, no, I, like, I don't. I don't mind Steele. He's he's had some success here in the past. Um, I think he's got the type of game that uh, that could do well. I mean, he's got a spotty history, but missed cuts the last two years, and then T three, T sixteen, T seventeen. Like I'm, he's got the history at the course that he can he can do it, and I think it helps him not to have fans here just with his personality. Um, I can see that. Keep skipping down here, man. Uh, we're running Benny, uh, along because we keep getting on uh, sidetracks. But you know, there was like six weeks last year in a row that I bet Benny on to win, right? Do it again. All right. Do it again. No worse than T23 in the last four years, T9 last year, T6 in 2017. Just bet Benny on. It feels right. good. It feels right. I moved him in there. I moved him in. There you go. I'm not going to bet him, but you, I hope you do. All right. Is, there, is it Luke List week again? No. No. <laughs> he had me so excited after round one, and then I like I, I logged in. He was about seven holes in. I'm like, oh, four over today. All right, that's good. Just get it over with early. But he hung on to make the cut. I give him. I give him that much. Take it. All right. Well, that game that was tied is now in my favor by two goals. Okay. Let's let's stick with the positive stuff here. Just saying. But Russell Knox has shown some. Stuff. I told you what was going to happen. <laughs> Russell Knox is showing some signs of life uh, recently and also has a 16th and a 10th place finish the last two years here. Um, he's a short knocker, but any interest in that guy? The Scotsman? I don't know. I have to go back and look through the model again. Um, not usually. Model. Not usually. I, I want longer hitters this week. I don't disagree. He's been putting better, which is usually his Achilles uh, – Achilles heel. Let's see where he's at. Putting recently. Mr. Knox, riveting rate. Oh, never mind. 119. Yeah, no, never mind. Forget that I mentioned him. Let's move on. Not uh, great. Moving right along. We kind of skipped past Emilio Grillo. I, I always like I like him when he's in the low 7,000s. Well, I'm I'm with you there. I like him when he's in the low 7Ks. But he ranks number 10 in the little model we built. 
the models always love him. Like he's the the much smaller uh, South American version of Luke List. The Apparently model, he's like him. an opportunities gain machine. He is. He's an ops gain machine, just like Luke List, just like when he's on, Benny on, but none of them can putt at all. Corey Connors, all the guys that I love, like I love watching them hit golf shots, but they oh, can't. By the way, after talking about Norlander, I went back and looked. He is 14 in our motto. Oh, look, Norlander's a play this week. He's. I'm actually betting him, I think, for an outright. I'm betting him on a top 20. Like, Let's go, Henrik. Someone from Sweden it. named Henrik has to be a great player. So he's got to take the mantle because Stenson's out. He's yeah, done. Stenson's not, not any good anymore. He's washed. All right, what else you got down here? EVR, man. We got EVR. Yeah, no, no. He's uh, dead to me. That desert sun, the, dead. the ankles popping with the joggers Two. on. EVR, bro. Me. Dead to me. Dead to me. How about four? Like, hey, let's forget about that. Same price. Former champion, Chesticle. Chesticle's intriguing. Um He's had three missed cuts, a fourth and a second in the last five years here. So obviously that's about the opinion. And he won like seven years ago. He did. I think that was his first PGA Tour victory of maybe three now. But um, I could see it. I could see it. I also don't mind Marty Laird. Party Marty? Party Marty, man. It's party but I don't know party. if Party Marty can party when there is no party. It's a small party. He likes small gatherings. <laughs> but we talked about a comp course for um, – Whatever the tournament, Bob, the Bob Hope. Either way, uh, he won at the Shriners last year, and uh, you know it's a desert course, desert style course, in, in Vegas, and this is in Arizona, and maybe for some reason the weird Scotsman that grew up in cold, windy weather likes the warm desert weather. You never know, but yeah, I don't mind the chesticle. I can get on board with that. All right, let me get back over here. I like let a JT uh, Pastone. Let me let me put a little chesticle in the lineup. I didn't, mm. All right, let's keep looking. Keep looking. You know we like our boy Streels almost always. Yeah, I don't know about that. Come on, you man. Guys, you guys have been bringing up Streels a lot lately. He's not like my boy. There was just a no. He's your boy. He's playing your really boy. well. And All right, let, look, we're here. Let's skip that talk. Let's move on to this HV three. He's number three in our model. And why should I disregard that? I don't know. I guess, I guess because his recent form isn't great, but uh, I'm willing to take that risk. He when hits HV, the ball a mile, doesn't he? He does. He he bombs it, man. He's uh he's got some trunks for legs, tree trunks for legs. All right, I'm putting yeah, HV3 it's the, in it's the recent form, man. I mean, this he's played one tournament this year, and it was last week, and he shot 70 in the South Course in round one. But. But it's a completely different type of course. It's a birdie. It's a birdie maker's course, which is kind of up his alley. Um, I'm on board with it for sure. Uh, we skipped over a guy who is number 13 in our model, Keegan Bradley. Keegan, another one the model loves, but he can't putt. He's contended here before too. It's been a while, but he's contended here. I don't like it. Moving on. No, Jimmy Han. No, no Jimmy Han for me. I, uh, you know, I got my magic with him already. I'm done. Is he dead to you? No, he's not dead to me. I just I already cashed in on his magic a couple weeks ago. So we're good. Did he hurt you? No, no. He actually did very well for me. He won me some money, and now I'm done because it's not going to happen again. 
Wow. All right. I see a little wham bam. Thank you, man. Let's see how you roll. Yeah, that's exactly. How about Tom Hoagie? I like Hollywood Hoagie. Yeah, I can get on board with that, especially at this price. This is where I can get comfortable with Hoagie. When he's had a couple decent finishes and he pops up like into the high sevens or low eights, I just get an uneasy feeling about it, you know? And I want everybody to keep an eye on my boy T-Dunks. Not this week, but just watch him when he gets hot. Doc Redman. You're supposed to bet him every week because he's going to win one of these weeks. He's at 6,600. I actually yeah. like Doc. I like Doc this week. Okay. We're going to look at the odds here in a minute or two. Doc's bouncing back. Oh, he's like 150. I do want to remind everybody here at Draft for Upside that uh, we, we just kind of go down the list and talk about everybody. Yeah, so you're just going to have to keep an eye on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, we'll drop a couple of quick likes, the people we like. Uh, Adam sent me his betting card. I'm, I'm sure he'll update that a little bit before the uh, – uh, kickoff. We'll, we'll we'll share all that information on Draft for Upside's Facebook page, D R A U G H T, as in Draft Beer, Draft for Upside. Check us out on Facebook. There's Yeehaw. no rush quite like. Not that I've ever gambled before that became legal in Michigan, but never. No, we never did that. I can imagine there's no rush quite like having somebody in the mix to win uh, the Phoenix Open, and then you know just parlaying that and taking the winnings and letting it ride on the Super Bowl winner that you think is going to. When you some money, it's great. We're not going to get the payout before the Super Bowl, though, are we? Probably not. But you Super Bowl is six thirty. Yeah, but you can still know the winnings are coming and just load your account. And I mean, it'll be close. The, 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 it'll be over at like four thirty-five. You probably okay. won't get the mo the money before yeah. the Super Bowl starts. Pretty close, though. Definitely not in time to bet on the national anthem. It'll be close, though. Time of the national anthem or the coin. All right, I don't really like anybody else down here. I mean, every now and then I like Zhang when I need a, a deep salary relief. Um, he can hang in a cut line. You liked Potter Jr. a couple weeks back. Mm. Uh, mm. Not a big fan. I don't mind Neesmith though. Yeah, Neesmith's fine. Jump on Neesmith at sixty-five. I got nothing else down here. Really. Sam Ryder played well last week. Um, he's usually a streaky player. Like when it when it clicks, it stays around for a while. When it's bad, it's really bad. But when it clicks, it stays around for a while. So I could I could jump on that. Troy Merritt tends to be good for the occasional pop up, like contend when you forgot he existed type of thing. Can you see my screen here? How about this guy? Jerry Kelly. What? How about Jerry Kelly to make a cut? Why is he uh... six thousand bare minimum ultimate stars and scrubs? Jerry Kelly to make the cut. No, I do like John Augustine though as a potential cut maker. He's at uh, sixty-two hundred. Uh, very good amateur record. Good pedigree. Could see him popping up and and doing a little something something. All right, well, let's get out of that, man. Um, so that's great. None. So what else you got? I got one guy who's yeah, one a, guy. a corn fairy tour grad. Okay. Down here at the almost bare minimum. Sixty one hundred. Uh, guys were on him at the beginning of the year because he's like a new, fresh, hot face, but Davis Riley, sixty one hundred. Let's do it. All right. All right. I'm gonna make a mark. Davis Riley. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot. All right. Can you see my screen? Yes. All right. Favorite guy for your DFS lineup, GPP, right here. GPP. Favorite guy in this range, right here. 
Ryan Palmer. Harris English. All right, moving on. Favorite guy in this line right here. Can't believe I just said that. Um, GPP though. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously you're going to take some of these guys in the top end. Like, here's some pivots. You like it? I like the pivot off of uh, off of Will Z going to Louis. Louis like Stism. Scotty, of course, he's going to win. I told you that. Already. I left Scotty for you. I was looking. Right. Moving on. How about uh, what's next? See what in here. What about this group? Sammy B, Sam Burns. Sam Burns. Jason Day. All right, moving on. Moving on. How about uh, 74 to 72? Isn't there a couple more at 72? Yeah, well, just right here. Okay, Brennan Steele. Brennan Steele. All right, Brennan Todd. The Brendan. The Brendan. There's your lineup this week. All right, right here. What we got here? Wyndham Clark, who we didn't actually talk about yet. Ah, Wyndham Clark, I'm with you. Ooh, a greasies. Um, uh, All right. Um, All right. How about this group? JT Pastone. Oh, no, no. Keegan Bradley. All right. Keeping it going. Keeping it going. All right. Doc Redmond, who you got? It's kind of gross down here. Um, <laughs> let's go, Rich Uwerenski. All right, keeping it going, keeping it going. It's just fun. We should do this more often. I know it's kind of entertaining. Uh, I'm going, uh, Mr. Mitchell. Killer Keith. I'll go, with my boy, my fellow Grayson clother, clothiers wearer, Sam Ryder. I like it. All right, all right. The wolf. All right. I'm going to go with um, don't play anybody in this group. <laughs> I mean, Will Gordon played really well last week for a few rounds. Brian Stewart up top, dude. Brian Stewart's making the cut and finishing top 40. Stewie making the cut. All right. And then, um, yeah, that's enough. We talked about those guys. All right. That was entertaining. Was it? All right. All right, guys. Well, keep an eye out on Draft for Upside's Facebook page. Uh, I will uh, be posting Adam's betting card. We'll post you that. A, you want to do a couple of very long shots just for kids? Yeah, let's talk about the uh, deep long shots. Quick note, quick note. If you want to if you want to wager very, very small amounts of money and have a chance to win very, very large amounts of money, do a double bet, Euro to PGA Tour. That's always fun. Oh, a parlay? Oh, yeah. Like parlay two guys that are in the forty to eighty range together, and like just mix and match a bunch of those for like five bucks. Whew! You can have fun dreaming about what you're gonna buy with the winnings. That's for sure. <laughs> I like it. Sure. I like it. You want to do a quick long shot? Yeah, go ahead, man. What you got? Well, we uh, damn it, I don't have the live odds up, but there were a few guys I liked earlier that I sent y'all. In uh, the midday email, so 
Yeah, let's let's scratch. Go that. ahead and look at that. I'll pull up the odds. What you okay. got? Searching. Oh, I mean Henrik is a hundred to one. I like Henrik Norlander a lot. I like Chris Kirk a lot. Those guys are both a hundred to one. Put ten bucks on them, you're winning a grand. Seems like a worthwhile bet to me. Um, Carlos Ortiz at ninety to one was in contention. He actually was tied to the lead going into the final round last week, and for some reason, it's still ninety to one. I did have a bet on him last week, so kind of hurts to see him fade on Sunday. And then um, you know, Let's see Chris Kirk still hundred to one. Yeah. Uh, who did you say? He hasn't gone down. The other thing I love is uh, first round leader bets. Just find guys that can get hot for one freaking round. Um, Will Z is fifty to one. Scotty Scheffler, your boy, is is Will Z is now forty to one. So now he's been bet down. People are loving him. Um, Henrik Norlander is eighty to one. Chris Kirk's ninety to one. Matt Neesmith and Aaron Wise are one twenty five to one. You just want guys who can do it for one round. Just like beat everybody else out there breaking holes. Norlander has moved up to a hundred to one. Cool. Jump on it. Is this DK sports? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, bets. I like JT Poston at 50 to one. He's showing some good trends here the last couple weeks. Brendan Steele, 27 to one. Um, Roy Sabatini, 30 to one. There's some value there. And then I told you the guy that I young, new on tour, but could pop up is uh is John Augustine. He's uh I think I just saw sixty to one for a top top thirty bet. So yeah, there's some value there for you. Yeah, I really <laughs> like kind of digging into those top thirty and top forty long shots. Look overseas, look at some of the Euro uh Euro tour. There's some good players over there this week. I tell you what, man, I'm digging Scotty Scheffler at forty five to one. I mean, I think he's going to win. That, that's a nice odd for a guy I literally think is going to win. Yeah, if you're that confident, I mean, go for it. He he struggled last week, but again, he does very well on on the course. You got to make a bunch of birdies on, so he can do it. I mean, he's eight to one, top ten. No, I'm sorry, four to one, top ten. Eight to one, top five. Eight to one, top five. Four to one, top ten. That's not terrible. Yeah. It's worth looking at for sure. Let's see. Your boy Chris Kirk, 9-1 to top 10. Yeah, I don't mind that one. I think I think Kirk. I think Kirk will. Yeah, let me look at the top 20 here to see if anything jumps off the page at me. I mean, my boy Doc Redman at 5.5-1 to one to top 20. That's not terrible. Uh, not enough for Doc. I thought he was. I thought he was longer odds than that for top twenty. Eh, he must have moved up. Your boy Davis Riley, twenty to one. Just not long enough. Like how many top ten does Davis Riley have in his career? I don't know. <laughs> Your dog. Say what? Your dog is. Pissed. About something, dude. He's like two floors away from me. I don't know what's going on out there. <laughs> yeah, he's he's cutting you off, is what he's doing. He's so loud. Anyways, anyways, guys, thanks for watching. Uh, I'm Johnny Danger. With me, of course, was Mr. Adam White. Please check out Draft for Upside's Facebook page. We will post our betting odds and our favorite plays before tee off on. 
9.20 in the morning on uh, Thursday morning. So we appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll catch you uh, whenever our next show is. Cheers. Go Lions. <laughs>